Welcome to another great episode of the Ag Bioscience Podcast presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology converge. This week, we are joined by Johnny Park. Johnny is the CEO at the Wabash Heartland Innovation Network. And Johnny, always great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be back. Certainly glad to have you back to talk about the Wabash Heartland Innovation Network win. It's a multi-county initiative for folks who may not know. Give us a description and what uh, the Wabash Heartland Innovation Network is all about. As you know, it took about two generations of farmers in the rural parts of the Midwest to choose to adopt electricity about 100 years ago. And we're still suffering in our country from this socioeconomic divide caused by this lapse. Yet now there's another technology emerging with the same potential to change the world and that is data. In a similar way, the urban centers are already beginning to receive data and digital communication capabilities like broadband, and the rural areas are lagging behind, not just in streaming video, but in more socioeconomic drivers like online education and online jobs as well. When Wabash Harley Innovation Network exists to keep what happened with electricity adoption from happening again with data adoption, in rural America. But our goal is not to just stay uh, stay status quo. Our ultimate goal is to leverage this region's strengths, strong ag and manufacturing sectors, combined with Purdue University, a world-class research institution, as well as Ivy Tech Community College, a robust institution for workforce development, to develop this region, this 10-county region in Indiana, into a global epicenter of IoT in ag and manufacturing. Very interesting. And as you mentioned, it's a 10-county area in Lafayette, West Lafayette, and in that region, the 10 counties in that part of the state. What is interesting, uh, I think, too, is when the organization went out to select a, a CEO, they picked you. And I think your background is really an example of kind of the vision of the organization, where it wants to go. You led a successful uh, exit of an ag tech company, Spencer Technologies, and that company I know in 2017 was recognized by Forbes as one of the top 25 most innovative ag tech startups for that year in the U.S. You're an educator as well. Give us uh, a, a little bit about your background, Johnny, uh, before arriving at, uh, at WEN. I came to West Lafayette as an undergrad student at Purdue. I studied electrical and computer engineering. I did my master's and PhD all at Purdue and ended up becoming a professor at Purdue, and my research was in robotics and machine learning. One thing led to another. I got a grant from USDA to develop sensor and robotics technologies to reduce labor-intensive activities. Just saw a tremendous opportunity in ag, and, but most importantly, I, I just fell in love with the people in agricultural sector, very wholesome, uh, earth, earthly people that, uh, that are grounded and want to do something bigger than themselves. And I wanted to be part of it and started a company, like you mentioned, Spencer, out of the research that we did at Purdue, learned a lot. They didn't know what I didn't know, but fortunately it was a very successful journey. Got acquired uh, two years ago by a larger company by DTN and transitioned out and just saw this, uh, an opportunity to join incredibly unique and high potential organization win. And I'm just really grateful for this opportunity. You've been asked to participate as a mentor in Agrinovis, uh, Indiana's first ever producer-led 
Innovation Challenge. Uh, talk about that and what you think it says about our state's ability to collaborate uh, now that we're seeing, you know, producers and tech pioneers working directly together to solve some of these daunting farm, uh, farm issues and challenges. I think it's incredibly uh, innovative. Um, I'm so delighted to be a part of it. And, you know, I'm happy to help. Um, and, and maybe looking back, the great success that we had at Spencer as well as Wynn would not have been possible without the help and support from the community. Call it Midwestern culture or like-mindedness, uh, but this attitude of helping one another and collaboration, I believe is a really strong part of our DNA. And it has and will continue to lead to amazing things like this. So as an individual who has been so blessed uh, by so many people in this community, it is sort of like this generosity and the support I've been given are overflowing out of me that, that I get to actually, I get to support other, other people, others do, uh, doing similar things in, in Indiana. Yeah. You've had a lot of announcements coming out of when uh, in recent months, a really big one uh, involving rural broadband. And you touched on that uh, earlier, but tell me a little bit about uh, the initiative with uh, the Aero site, which as I understand it, in essence is a, is a blimp. Is that right? That's right. I'm so glad that you asked this question. I am so excited about this initiative. So Wynn is going to launch an Aerostat in this coming fall. Uh, Aerostat is this large tethered fiber connected balloon or blimp that operates at 2000 feet in the air. And it has about 300 pounds of payload that allows to carry multiple wireless communication devices. And because of its verticality, it provides line of sight that is far better than terrestrial towers. And it's been used to maintain communications after natural disasters and by the military, but this will be the first commercial broadband service provided by an aerostat in this country, right here in Indiana. Very exciting. It gets back to that whole connectivity issue and all of the implications that has uh, for that region, including precision agriculture, but creating this rural broadband test bed, the opportunity it presents for further innovation and collaboration throughout the region. With our first Aerostad, we plan to deploy what's known as LoRa One, which is a communication network suitable for IoT sensors that's expected to have a coverage of 50 mile radius area, incredibly large coverage. In addition, we plan to deploy what's called CBRS network, which is a new wireless communication protocol suitable for residential broadband. So as I mentioned earlier, the impact of electrification 100 years ago was transformational to say the least. And we believe the same, if not even more impact will occur with data enabled by billions and trillions of IoT devices. Well, you can't have IoT without the eye, right? <laughs> so having a robust connectivity infrastructure, not only for residential broadband, but also for connecting IoT devices in a region is absolutely critical. And I have a privilege of interacting with many innovative, high growth tech companies that utilize IoT to serve their customers. And many will tell you that the number one barrier of adoption is the lack of connectivity infrastructure. Now that Wynn is deploying this 10 county wide connectivity network 
several companies have already approached us to become a part of this ecosystem and deploy their products at scale in our region. But in the end, in much the same way Southern California did for Silicon 75 years ago, Wynn is building a self-sustaining virtuous ecosystem around this emerging technology pathways related to sensors and data. If we can get everything working together and everyone benefiting, why wouldn't a company come to our region, the Wabash Heartland or this data decagon in much the same way it has come to the Silicon Valley? That's our vision. Exciting indeed. Johnny, COVID-19, of course, has had a, a big impact on, on all industries, really. How have you seen the pandemic really affect the ag bioscience sector throughout the 10-county wind region? Yeah, it's, um, many are unsure about how this will affect them in the coming months and years, but when will be there to provide support, communication, collaboration, and bring them the best cost-saving tech out there as soon as possible. And that is our goal to serve our manufacturers as well as farmers in our region. Johnny, what's next for Wynn? You know, it would seem to me that Wynn is just so uniquely positioned for great success. The region it is in, the, the, the private sector companies there, of course, having the, uh, the world-class research institution at Purdue right there as well. It would seem that all of the pieces are in place and now the strategy is in place and kind of unfolding as well, it would seem that it's all coming together. How do you view the next five to 10 years, the future as things begin to really roll out? I think this broadband and sensor connectivity infrastructure is gonna play an incredibly important role. And this was not something that was part of the plan at when WIND began its initiative. And so that is going to be a critical part of who WIN is going forward. And also, we're really excited that to have this data, when we have this infrastructure and all the sensors deployed in a region, what do sensors do? Well, they produce data. And as you know, data is a new oil of 21st century in this new digital age. And we are positioned to collect all this data, aggregate it, and share for research and education purposes. And we just launched our data portal at WIN so that all the data that we're collecting in our region, our researchers, educators around the country have access to it to advance research in ag and manufacturing and really, again, attract those high quality researchers and educators in this region. And I think those are really components that, that really uh, fits together in this virtuous ecosystem we're trying to build at WIN. And we're really excited about all those pieces are now coming together. Johnny Park is the CEO at the Wabash Heartland Innovation Network, WIN. Johnny, thanks for joining us. Uh, really exciting to hear everything coming together in the West Lafayette, Lafayette region there with WIN and the 10 county area. And we look forward to covering uh, lots more successes going forward. Thank you very much. All right. And thank you for joining us on this latest edition of the Ag Bioscience Podcast. It is a weekly production partnership between Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. And remember, this is your last week to sign up a team to participate in the Producer-Led Innovation Challenge. Just visit agronovisindiana.com slash challenge to enter. You can also keep up with everything, and there's lots going on at Agronovis. You can keep up to date by following them on Twitter and Instagram at agronovisin. You can also find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can share great ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us this week. 
I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister, Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.